Hey everyone, Kathleen Carnally here. I am so excited to get back into the book of James today. We're going to be studying from James chapter 1, verse 5 through verse 8. And we're going to be talking about wisdom and the different types of wisdom there are and how do we receive wisdom from God. So go grab your Bible, maybe a pencil and a notebook, and I'll grab my uke and I'll open us up with a chorus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your plans for me. Thank you for the change that's happening deep inside of me. Yeah, for I'm so grateful beyond words could say. Yeah, yeah. Here I am to thank you today. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your plans for me Thank you for your touch Ooh, and all that you've prepared for me Yeah, for I'm so grateful Beyond words could say Yeah, yeah Here I am to thank you today Thank you for your plans for us, God, and thank you for your word. Renew our minds today. We give you all the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So open your Bibles now to James chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So if any of us lack wisdom. I do think it's important to see that word lack because that means if we find ourselves in a situation where we're not sure what to do, God wants to help us. God wants to give us wisdom. So before we go any further, what is wisdom? Well, a basic definition would be learning or gaining knowledge over time and the capacity to make good use of it. It's the ability to discern well and have good judgment. But more importantly, what does God's word have to say about wisdom? You know, we see different types of wisdom in the scriptures. We see there is the world's wisdom. We see there is man's wisdom. We see fleshly wisdom, earthly wisdom. And of course, we see God's wisdom. And why is it important to know the difference? Well, for one, we don't want to be going to the wrong places for wisdom. And number two, we want to test the kind of wisdom that we have received so we can know whether it be of God or not. We can receive wisdom straight from God, and we'll get into that in a minute. But oftentimes we receive wisdom from a friend, from a family member, from a counselor, a leader, a teacher, a pastor, and we need to be able to discern. So God graciously, in his word, teaches us how to decipher wisdom. And he shows us this in James chapter 3. Let's take a minute to look there. Verse 15 shows us wisdom that does not descend from above. It says that it is earthly sensual, and devilish. But then verse 17 shows us the wisdom that is from God. It says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, and then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And there's so much more here about wisdom, and we're going to go much deeper into this as we go into the weeks ahead. But for now, I want to focus on the scripture that we're in, where it says, if any of you lack wisdom, and we know what that wisdom is, that godly wisdom, because we just read about that type of wisdom. That's what God is talking about here. 
And he says, if any of you lack it, ask of God. So the first thing we do when we're in need of wisdom for a situation, what do we do? First thing, you go to God. It's such an important reminder because it's so easy for us to first go to people or go to Google or YouTube or friend or family or teacher or whatever. So often we go everywhere else first and then we go to the Lord. Do we lack wisdom? God wants us to come to him first, the source of all truth. So the question is today, how do we do that? How do we go to him? What do I do to gain that wisdom from God? Well, number one, like we see right here, we ask. We take it to the Lord in prayer and supplication. Turn with me over to Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So we see here, we can pray for wisdom. We can ask of God, but also we can pray for others to receive wisdom as well. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. Starting in verse 9, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So again, we pray, we seek the Lord, we inquire of him for his wisdom, his will and spiritual understanding. And God can deposit all that into us through his Holy Spirit. And why? What is the ultimate purpose? Well, we see that in the very next verse, in verse 10, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And that's everything, guys, right there. So what are some other ways that we receive wisdom from God? Well, another way the Bible tells us is to have a healthy fear of the Lord. Turn with me over to Proverbs chapter 15. Verse 33 says, The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Wow, so a good, healthy fear of God teaches us how to be wise. It's the instruction of wisdom. Turn with me over to Psalm 111. Verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. So when we fear the Lord, we're going to keep his commandments. We're going to want to do that because we believe him when he tells us there's consequences to sin. I also love how it points out here that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's what sets us off in a good path. Without that foundation of a healthy fear of God, believing him, taking him at his word, it's very hard to build upon that. This verse is a great transition into the next way that we can receive wisdom from God. The Bible tells us when we walk in righteousness, in God's goodness, and in his ways, we receive wisdom from him. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2, starting in verse 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. So he lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. Turn with me over to Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. And another way we can receive wisdom is through his word. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says, 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So we have a vat of wisdom right here. And God has given us access, not just to read it, but to receive it by faith that it can dwell in us richly. So going back to James chapter 1, verse 5, we see how he wants to give us this wisdom. It says he gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But then we come to verse 6, and we see that there is a condition when it comes to receiving this wisdom. It says, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. So what's the condition? It's that we ask in faith, not wavering. Why is faith so important? Well, we see in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So how do I know if I'm asking in faith? Well, are we diligently seeking him like it says here? Are we seeking God's word and his wisdom? Turn with me to 1 John chapter 3. Verse 22 says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. This is how we have a living faith. This is how we walk by faith. And when we come to him in faith, he hears us. And like we read how living faith diligently seeks him, it's exclusive. Exclusive faith doesn't mean putting your faith in God and a bank account or in God and a horoscope, or in God or anything else for that matter. Exclusive faith is believing that God will provide the wisdom that you seek and that you need, and not looking to the world's wisdom, to fleshly wisdom, to earthly wisdom, but for God's wisdom that comes from above. He is calling for exclusive faith, like it says here in James, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Verse 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. When you have one foot in the world and one foot with Jesus, you are not going to be stable. When our mind is not steadfast on Christ, we're not going to be stable. We do not want to be double-minded. Turn over with me to James chapter 4. Verse 8 says, Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So this is a call from the Lord. If you find yourself being double-minded, you don't have to stay there. He calls us to repentance. Like it says, cleanse your hearts. And how do we do that? Look, it says in verse 9, Be afflicted and mourn, weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. So don't stay in the way that you're going. Don't continue on that way. There is a process of weeping and humbling ourselves before him. But what does he say? He will lift us up. That is a promise from God. You are never left where you are. He always has his hand reaching out to pull us out and to lift us up and to brush us off that we can walk with him. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We see over and over again through the scriptures to be of one mind. This is opposite of double-mindedness. 
So may we be of one mind, single and to our God. And as it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. So may this be your portion in Jesus' name. And as you are single-minded and hearted toward God and asking in exclusive and living faith, may he pour out his wisdom in you richly. I love you guys, and I already look forward to next week. I'll be right here, same time, same place, with my uke and study, and we'll tune into God's word together.